Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Here. Welcome to the episode five. Welcome to the podcast, it is Swimming America, the Air Tour Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022, people. I hope everybody's doing I hope everybody is having a great day. I hope everybody is ready for what should be a fun, quick, expeditious, good good uh, SAT word there, Aaron Tour Sports Podcast. So here's the deal. I've told you I want to keep these midweek shows shorter. That is the plan. Today's show, we're going to focus on this big topic. We'll get to a few smaller ones. But the big topic, what I want to start with is this. Sunday, we discussed two jobs opened up in college football, Colorado and Wisconsin, giving us five total jobs that are currently open at the Power Five level. Nebraska, Arizona State, Colorado, Wisconsin, and Georgia Tech, which opened last week. What I want to do, I'm going to go through all five jobs and rank them from worst to best give you the strengths and weaknesses, the good and bad, tell you if I was the young, hot, whippersnapper, uh, assistant coach, or group of five head coach that could get any job in America, what job would I take? You'll find out by the end of the show. From there, a few odds and ends. I just went to, I'm, I just mentioned Wisconsin is looking for a new head coach. We found out on Monday, their old head coach, Paul Christ, he got an $11 million buyout to leave Wisconsin. To which I ask, if you got a check for $11 million and he's getting all of it in the next few months, what would you do with that money? And then finally, we will wrap a little bit of College Hoops news. Not a huge, huge, huge topic, but Drew Timmy, the star player at Gonzaga, he told our buddy John Fanta, friend of the Air Tour Sports Podcast, that he will make more money in NIL this year playing at Gonzaga than he would have going pro. And I explain why that's a great, great, great thing for college sports and what it could mean for the future of not only college basketball, but college football as well. So we will talk about Drew Timmy to wrap the show. Short, quick, fun show of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Before we get started, a couple quick things. First of all, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred app. By now, I've told you what you need to know. They are, they've been around since 1967. One of the most respected books in the UK, over 1,600 shops in the UK. But what I have told you about the Betfred Sportsbook, 
They have come to the United States in a big way. They are the presenting sponsor of the Cincinnati Bengals, of the Colorado Rockies, and of the Denver Broncos. And I have told you from the beginning, I've said what I love about them is that they do a better job taking care of their customers than anyone, and they are putting their money where their mouth is today on the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, and let me explain why. As I said, they are the presenting sponsor of the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, they play on this Thursday night, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos on Amazon Prime. But for those of you who live in the Denver area, Betfred has given me two free tickets to their VIP tailgate on Thursday night at the Broncos Stadium for free for listeners of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. So if you live in Denver, if you want to go, if you want to tailgate with the stars at Betfred, reach out to me privately at Aaron underscore Torres. Make sure to follow at Betfred Sports. I will set you up. I will make sure that you have the time of your life at that tailgate, courtesy of Betfred, two free VIP tickets, courtesy of Betfred. And as I said, they do this at all their stops, right? The Betfred suite at the Cincinnati Bengals game was popping last Thursday night uh, for Thursday night football last week between Miami and Cincinnati. First pitch at the Rockies games, bar crawl in Arizona. They do an incredible job taking care of their customers. Two free tickets to the VIP tailgate, courtesy of Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred app. Quickly also, I want to thank our other sponsor, Bracket Fanatics. Of course, Bracket Fanatics is sponsoring the Aaron Torres podcast NFL Pick'em Challenge. By now, I think most of you know the deal, but we are giving out $100 weekly cash prizes. We've already had three winners of the $100 weekly winners and also a season-long $1,000 cash prize. So if you have not signed up yet, it is not too late. Go to BracketFanatics.com, join Bracket. The Bracket is Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. Enter the Bracket, and you will be automatically entered. All you got to do is make picks for every game. It's not against the spread. It's not over-under. It's nothing like that. Just make picks for the games, and Bracket Fanatics will give $100 to every weekly winner and a $1,000 cash prize to the season-long winner. If you have not signed up, it is not too late. We have already given away three, three $100 weekly winners for the first three weeks. We will announce the week four winner on Wednesday's Aaron Torres pod, but sign up. BracketFanatics.com. Join a bracket. Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S is the way to go. One little other mini announcement. A um, little bit of an audio issue with this pod since we went to the five-day-a-week YouTube show. Um, and for people who listen to this show by audio, you guys are still very much a priority to me. I don't want you to think that you're not. Uh, I have ordered a bunch of stuff off Amazon. We've tried two or three mics. Nothing seems to work. We're getting there. This is a process. Be patient. For those of you who have stuck with me, thank you. We're going to get this all figured out. I bought a bunch of new stuff this weekend. I'm going to be Inspector Gadget, putting different parts on different things, trying different things to get this all figured out. We are going to take care of you. We want to make sure that the listening experience is as good as it possibly can be. So thank you for your patience. A few of you have reached out. We are going to get this figured out. With that said, though, let's get to the topic of the day. And this time of year, the topic of the day, you already know what it is. It's college football. We'll talk NFL. There's some stuff in the NFL. I almost led with Antonio Brown being a, a not a good person 
on Monday show, on Tuesday show, but I want to lead with college football. And so what's interesting about the college football landscape, you know, you talk about just a changing world in college football. As we talked about on Monday's show, we had two different jobs open up this weekend, Wisconsin and Colorado. The Wisconsin was a stunner. Uh, I don't think most people even thought Paul Christ was even on the hot seat coming into the weekend. Now he is out of a job. But why it's a changing landscape? I just said it's an evolving, changing landscape in college football. It is October 4th, as you listen to this show. We have five different head coaching jobs open up in college football at the Power 5 level. Nebraska opened up a few weeks ago with Scott Frost. Arizona State followed from there, Georgia Tech, and then, of course, Wisconsin and Colorado. And so what I want to do now, like we always do, we, do, we, we like lists on this show. We like rankings on this show. And what I want to do is go ahead and rank the coaching availabilities, the coaching openings from worst to best. In other words, if I was a young, hot whippersnapper of an assistant coach, and I, was, I had the opportunity to take any of these five jobs, I was the guy that everybody wanted maybe like a Tom Herman four or five years ago. Not sure that worked out that well, but you get the point. If I was the assistant coach that everybody wanted, what jobs would I want in what order and why? Now, what I would say before we start, I think it's important to note, this is probably an exercise we're going to do two or three times here over the next couple months, because I don't think this is the last of the jobs that open. Auburn almost certainly is going to open up. Spoiler alert, it's better than any of the jobs available right now. But then also, I think there's going to be other jobs that we can't possibly anticipate opening as well. Just think about Wisconsin. Again, a week ago, none of you thought, including myself. By the way, when I say none of you, I'm not criticizing any of y'all listening. I'm talking about myself. I didn't think that job was opening up. Wisconsin opened a year ago. Nobody thought Florida was going to open. Nobody thought Miami was going to open. Both those coaches, both those schools fire their coaches. So the reality is there's going to be jobs that open that we can't possibly anticipate. So what I want to do now. I want to give you the five jobs and rank them from worst to best, explaining their strengths and weaknesses. Let's get into it. Number five, drum roll, please. It's Colorado Buffaloes. And it's crazy, right? Because I think a lot of you are probably sitting here saying, but Torres, I'm not that old. And I remember Colorado winning a national championship in my lifetime. And I think that's kind of crazy to think about, right? I mean, there are some really good programs in college football that over the last 35 years have not won a national championship. Texas A&M is the one that everybody's going to reference. You know, Oklahoma State's been good forever, but obviously hasn't been in a national championship level. Um, You know, UCLA, good program, hasn't won a championship. Colorado has won a national championship in many of our lifetimes, 1990, and even as recently as 2004, which is about, you know, what, 18 years ago, they won the Big 12 North and played for a Big 12 championship obviously would have gone to a major bowl game. So it wasn't that long ago in the history of college football that Colorado was not only a relevant program, but a good program. And it was only about 30 years ago that they were a nationally relevant program. But I do think if you look at probably the last 15 or so years, it shows you where this program is, the struggles that they have, and how much of an uphill battle it is. First of all, I mentioned this on Sunday show. I was kind of blown away by this. You talk about a program that has pride in its history. I was blown away by this. In the last 15 years, since 2007, the 2008 season, Colorado has essentially played in one bowl game. Now, they played in a bowl game in 2020, but that was the COVID year. Remember, 
Everybody got a bowl game. It was a participation trophy. It was orange slices at the end of the game. If you wanted to play in a bowl game in 2020, you got to play in one. Colorado was, I believe, one of only two Pac-12 schools that elected to play in a bowl game that year. But Colorado has played in one real bowl game since 2008, which is insane to think about. And I think to understand why this job is so bad, think about everything that has happened since then. And specifically, think about the head coaches that they've had since then, because that's what stands out to me, right? It's one thing if you just miss on a coach, if you're Nebraska, you think you got the guy in Scott Frost and it doesn't work. Colorado has essentially tried everything and it has not worked from the coaching perspective. They hired Dan Hawkins. If you remember, Dan Hawkins was the guy that really built Boise into the program that it was uh, at this time. Doesn't work for Dan Hawkins at, at Colorado. He gets fired. They bring in John Embry, who was a Colorado former player, had coached in the NFL. He's going to bring back the pride. That doesn't work. Gets fired after two years, which was probably a mistake in hindsight. They go out and they get from there Mike McIntyre, who had been at San Jose State, built up one of the worst, toughest places to win in college football, built them into a winner, comes to Colorado, has a little bit of success. He's the one guy that got them to a bowl game from there. He gets let go. Obviously, you bring in Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker, after a year or two, leaves. Actually, after one year, leaves. And then, of course, you bring in Carl Durrell, who was fired over the last couple of days. Now, what I would say, and I know a lot of you are going to say it, well, Torres, they probably had the right guy in Mel Tucker, and Carl Durrell was never the right guy. They were put in a bad spot. And to be clear, you're right on the last part, okay? So Carl Durrell, it was a really tough situation because if you remember, uh, Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio actually quit the day after signing day in early February of 2020, okay? And so Mel Tucker is supposed to be the guy uh, at Colorado. Michigan State comes to Mel Tucker. He says no. About a week or two later, they throw even more money at him, more of an assistant coaching uh, salary pool at him, and he eventually takes the job, and Colorado is left scrambling in the middle of February. So on the one hand, you can't blame Colorado because of the fact that they probably had the right guy in Mel Tucker and they lost him because they simply couldn't afford to keep paying him. But I do think that's kind of the problem at Colorado as well, is that I do think a program that doesn't have a ton of money in a conference that we don't know how much money they're even going to generate going forward, that's the concern, right? Because even if you get the right guy, are you going to be able to afford to keep him? I think that's an important part of this. And then the other part of this is the part that I talked about on Sunday's show. In an NIL world, are you going to be able to recruit for, are you going to be able to compete for high school recruits? And more importantly, once you get good players on campus, are you going to be able to keep them? Go back to last offseason, the first real offseason where NIL is in theory a factor. It's not supposed to be used as a recruiting tool, but we all know that it is. Colorado lost 22 players to the transfer pool. Now, some of them, to be clear, just weren't good enough. They went to go play somewhere else. But you look at the players that they lost. They lost their top running back to Michigan State, Jarek Broussard. They lost their top corner to Oregon, Christian Gonzalez. They lost their second best corner, Makai Blackman, to USC. They lost their best wide receiver, Brennan Rice, to USC. And I'm not saying that NIL or NIL played a, the, the sole role in it. I just don't think some of those guys like being at Colorado playing for Carl Durrell. But I do think if NIL was really good at Colorado, it's going to be tough to leave. And so I said it on Sunday's show, and I'll reiterate it. During the summer, 
we had a guy named Chad Brown on one of my radio shows that I host on Fox Sports Radio. And I asked him point blank. He played for one of the he played for the Colorado National Championship team in the early 90s, was an NFL player. And I said to him, I said, how do we get Colorado back to what it once was? He said, I don't know if we can in the NIL era. I don't know if we have the booster support to do that. And that stunned me. You had a former player who lives in Denver, who covers the team, said, I don't know if we have that kind of support and that kind of interest in our program. And so that is the uphill battle. Now, what I will say, it does become kind of a chicken and the egg thing, right? Especially a lot of these schools in the Pac-12 where maybe you're in kind of a more of a pro market, all this, all that, is, is NIO really that bad? Or are guys and girls, the major boosters, just not willing to pay if they don't see the results on the field? We're going to find out, but I think that is the uphill battle that Colorado is going to find as they look for the next head coach. To me, if I was them, this is what I would do. I would go out and try to find the next Mel Tucker, young, aggressive in recruiting. The portal works both ways. You're going to lose some good players to other schools. You're going to lose some bad players to, to schools in between. But I do think Pac-12, good school, uh, beautiful campus, I do think there's an opportunity to recruit good players to Colorado. So you might lose some really elite players to NIL. I do wonder, again, if you are winning at a high enough level, if the NIL money will come. But to me, that's the answer. You got to go young. You're not going to get an established coach from somewhere else. I think you got to go young. I think that person has to be aggressive in the portal. And what I would say, this would be my thing. I'd say I need a blueprint on how you plan to recruit. Because one, I think the portal is the way to go. And then two, the natural recruiting bases aren't there, right? There aren't a ton of players in Colorado. You don't really recruit Texas anymore because you're not in the Big 12. The Pac-12, yes, you can recruit Southern California. But keep in mind, Southern California is also being recruited by USC, UCLA, as well as pretty much everybody. Ohio State has players from Southern California. Uh, Clemson has players from Southern California. Alabama has players from Southern California, namely Bryce Young. So to me, that's what I would do. Target somebody young, target somebody cheap, target somebody aggressive, and then hope he wins well enough that you, you win some games, make some money, and then you pay him whatever it takes to keep him. I think this is a really tough job. Number four, it's interesting because, as I said, the four remaining jobs open, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Georgia Tech, and Arizona State. I really struggle between Georgia Tech and Arizona State at number four, and it's for different reasons because they have different strengths and weaknesses. I will say – at number four, in my opinion, it will end up being, as I said, I struggle with this. Arizona State is number four. And I do think one thing I'll say about Arizona State, it's got some amazing strengths. Beautiful area. Have you ever been to Tempe Scottsdale? Unbelievable. Everybody wants to live there. It's one of the fastest growing communities in America because everybody wants to live there. It's hot during the summer. But you get to right around this time, October 1 till about May 1, you know, probably June 1 of next year. Oh, it's 70 and sunny and beautiful and you love it. It gets a little chilly at night. It gets a little chilly at night. But beautiful area, huge campus, 70-something thousand. I couldn't believe that when I looked up. 70,000 undergrads at Arizona State. And I do think this is important as well. The female population is quite high. The academics are not elite those are real strengths at Arizona, right? Or Arizona State, excuse me, right? I mean, we can, and I said this when the job opened up, and I said this with Georgia Tech as well. We can do the song and dance and be politically correct about, you know, oh, you know, uh, academics shouldn't matter, female population shouldn't matter. 
It does matter to 18-year-old kids. It matters to, as I said, 35-year-old pro athletes. There's a reason all the pro athletes want to play in Miami instead of Utah, uh, L.A. instead of Milwaukee. We can argue it. We can fight it. We can debate it. It's the truth, and that's a huge selling point for Arizona State. So I do think Arizona State has those natural advantages, and I'll take it a step further. Arizona produces more talent at the high school level, and I think a lot of people think. Spencer Rattler, I know it hasn't worked out, but he's from Arizona. Dylan Rayola, for people who don't follow recruiting, the number one quarterback in the high school junior class, 2024, committed to Ohio State from Arizona. Keely Ringo might be the first cornerback off the board, plays at Georgia right now from Arizona. Uh, Denzel Burke uh, from uh, Denzel Burke plays at Ohio State right now from Arizona. USC just had a commitment from a four-star, uh, I believe it's an offensive tackle, committed on Tuesday, Monday, excuse me, from Arizona. He's got a five-star teammate who is leaning towards USC, a tight end from Arizona. So the recruiting is really good. Scenery is beautiful, all that. It bears the question. And, and, and so when I think about the Arizona State job, what I think about is ultimately this, right? Why hasn't anybody, like, like, like you think about all the advantages that Arizona State has. You'd sit there and say like, that should be like one of the plum jobs in college football. Yet the fact that nobody has won there probably tells you everything you need to know that it's probably not as good of a job as you think. Like if it has all these advantages and nobody has won there over 30 years, there's probably a reason for it. And there are some real reasons. First of all, the administration is completely incompetent. And I talked about this when the job opened. Everybody's talking about Herm Edwards, this, Herm Edwards, that. One, school president doesn't care about sports. I'm, I'm just telling you, I live on the West Coast. I know people at Arizona State. School president doesn't care about sports. And that's not a deal breaker, right? There's other schools like that. The problem is, it's great if you have the right people in place running the athletic department. The problem at Arizona State is they don't. As we discussed when Herm Edwards got fired, you know who their AD is? Herm Edwards' former agent, Ray Anderson. Ray Anderson had no background in college athletics prior to getting the job. He gets the job. He's Herm Edwards' agent. He hires Herm Edwards. He keeps Herm Edwards probably two or three years longer than he should have. Uh, Bobby Hurley's kind of got the Arizona State basketball program as a mess. There's not well run. And so I do think it becomes an interesting scenario of, one, does he get to make the next hire? If he does make the next hire, does anybody want to work for him? And on top of that, even if you do want to work for him, is he around in the long term where he's somebody that's worth sticking around to work under because he might get fired in a year or two. So the athletic department is incompetent. And the other thing I'd say, it's what I just said with Colorado, the NIL, the, the fanaticism of the SEC, of the Big Ten, of certain ACC schools, it's just not there. We can argue it, we can fight it, we can debate it. And what I would say, I think Arizona State has a little bit better fan support than a lot of people think, but they're in a major metro area. Um, a lot of the fans, like I don't think most people that live in Scottsdale and Tempe grew up as diehard Sun Devils fans. They're snowbirds. They're retirees. They're from Wisconsin. They're from Iowa. They're from the Midwest. They're from the Northwest, Idaho, Montana, whatever, want to get away from the cold winters. So I don't know that there's that fanaticism. And as of right now, the NIL program is behind. I discussed it when the job opened up. But they basically had a really good team coming back into the spring. And then they just had a bunch of players leave because they got really good opportunities other places, many believe to be NIL related. LSU starting quarterback, Jaden Daniels, played at Arizona State last year. 
Uh, USC, one of their star linebackers, Eric Gentry, played at USC last year. Louisville signed a defensive lineman that – or I said at USC, Arizona State. Arizona, LSU starting quarterback played at Arizona State. USC's best linebacker played at Arizona State. Louisville has a defensive tackle that played at Arizona State. And so until the NIL gets put into place, you are at a disadvantage. Now, I will say, I do think because of the advantages, the recruiting, I do think because of the the um, the student population, the female population, the academics, I do think the right guy can win there. It's only going to take one guy that's the right person that sees everything that we're talking about. I just worry if somebody does see that, I would be a little bit worried. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. I am back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Let's continue the countdown of the five college football coaching jobs at the Power Five level that are currently open. At number three, Georgia Tech. It's almost the exact opposite of Arizona State. Arizona State's strengths, easy academics, beautiful girls, beautiful area to live. Well, Georgia Tech is a beautiful area to live. But as we've talked about on this show, the academics are real at Georgia Tech, and those are the disadvantages. So I've talked about the advantages with Arizona State. The disadvantages with Georgia Tech are important. 
really tough academic school. Now, as I've told you, I don't think my understanding is it's not super tough to get kids in. It's hard to get kids into Stanford. It's hard to get kids into Notre Dame. I don't think it's hard to get kids into Georgia Tech. The problem is keeping them there because it's a engineering school and there just aren't those majors that anybody, not just, you know, football players, but anyone that doesn't want to be an engineer, there's not a lot of majors. There's not a lot of academic programs for them. And so that's what makes this tough, this job so tough, not getting kids into school, but putting them in places to, you know, putting them in majors that they want to go to um, if they, you know, once they get there. The other thing, Arizona State, we just talked about it. Female population, we can pretend it doesn't matter, but it does. Well, as I told you the other day with, with Georgia Tech, um, Georgia Tech, I said it the other day, people were blown away. 66% male population. I'm not saying it's a be all end all, but you can't tell me it doesn't matter at all because I know that it does. So those are the disadvantages. But obviously with Arizona State or with Georgia Tech, the advantages are obvious. You are in maybe the best metro area in America, in terms of recruiting, it's Arizona. And what do I always say? The best jobs are the ones where you can get players. Georgia Tech is it. It's worth noting for all the academic struggles, all the this, all the that. They, they've won their, their division of their conference. They've played for an ACC title twice in the past decade. So it can be done. And I just think the biggest issue for them is finding the right guy, getting that guy in and having him recruit at the most elite level that you can. I do think it's worth noting plus and minus of the Atlanta market. Um, one, you are competing with pretty much everybody, right? Not only is Georgia coming in, but Auburn's coming in, Tennessee's coming in, Florida's coming in, Alabama's coming in, LSU's coming in. But then on the flip side, it's Clemson. It's some of the non-SEC uh, schools that are competing in Atlanta for the elite recruits. What I would also say, and I think this is important, you don't have to beat Georgia for the five stars. There's enough good players where if you can beat Tennessee, and whoever, Florida State, Auburn for the four stars, you're going to build a team good enough to win the ACC or at the very least compete. So I think Georgia Tech, it has the opposite advantages of, of Arizona State, the opposite disadvantages. I would say Georgia Tech is number three. Number two, we're down to two schools, Nebraska and Wisconsin. I think I'm going to surprise you with this. The number two best job to me, I think it's Wisconsin. And I know Wisconsin's had a ton of success over the last probably two or three decades, ever since Barry Alvarez got there. And what stands out to me about Wisconsin, why it's a good job. It's the only job where like the blueprint to win is already there. Like, like you know how to win at Wisconsin. You recruit big old offensive linemen. You recruit, um, you know, one to two really elite running backs. And if you just get competent quarterback play, you're going to win like nine, nine and a half, 10 games every year. And then the question becomes, are you good enough to win that 11th and 12th game? By the way, in the college football playoff expansion era, when we go to 12 teams in the college football playoff, you know, can 10 and 2 get you to a college football playoff as the 12th seed? I think that it can. And so I do think there's some inherent advantages at Wisconsin. One, you're in the Big Ten. Money will not be an issue. They just paid Paul Christ $11 million to go away. And he has to get all that money in the next four or five months. So money is not an issue. And I think more importantly, the blueprint to winning is there, right? Like Nebraska, nobody's won at Nebraska at the highest level in 35 years. Nobody's won at Georgia Tech at the highest level in 35 years. Nobody's won at Colorado at all in the last 20 years. People have won at Wisconsin like as recently as 2019. What would concern me though, this is why I can't put Wisconsin at number one. 
here's my question. Is there only one blueprint to win? And then what is the ceiling if that is the blueprint? So in other words, this is, this is where my concern with Wisconsin comes in. If you believe that the blueprint to win at Wisconsin is exactly what I just said, big physical offensive line, running game, limit the quarterbacks. Well, one, does that limit your candidate pool? So in other words, if somebody wants to come in and try something different, are they even a candidate and can it work? So I'll give you an extreme example. Like Lane Kiffin is not taking the Wisconsin job. He's not a candidate. I'm not saying that he is. Just to be clear, he's not a candidate. I'm not saying that he is. But if somebody like Lane Kiffin want to come in and play fast, tempo, space, this, that, is that something that can work at Wisconsin? So one, does that limit your, your pool? Two, would the wrong guy crash and burn and set the program back 10 years? But then even if you stick to that philosophy, here's my bigger question. Have we already seen the ceiling of this program? Is the ceiling of the program to be 10 and 2 and get destroyed by Ohio State? And even if you make the college football playoff, you're an 11 seed and you go to Alabama and get destroyed there. So that's my biggest question with Wisconsin. It's not that it's a bad job. It's a really good job. But what becomes the issue there is what is the ceiling and is there only one way to win? Because if there's only one way to win, it limits your candidate pool. I would be worried if I was a non-Wisconsin candidate applying for that job. Finally, number one, it's the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And maybe I'm crazy. I know some of you are probably sitting there saying, Torres, there is no way I would take the Wisconsin job or I would take the Nebraska job over Wisconsin. And if that's how you feel, I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. I'm just here to tell you that I disagree. And it's funny. I'll tell you a quick side story as we get into the Nebraska job. I was talking to my buddy, Ryan Fowler. He hosts a radio show, Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa, Monday through Friday. He's excellent. Many of you listen to him. He's great at what he does. And one thing I talked to him about, this was during the summer. I said, how many schools are really all in on winning at the highest level, doing whatever it takes to win, right? Like, I think there's a bunch in the SEC, Alabama, LSU, Florida, Georgia, Texas A&M, certainly. I think Texas is there. I think Oklahoma's there. I think USC is there. I think Clemson is there. But think about somebody like Florida State. You'd say, oh, Florida State's all in. Well, they let a coach that won a national championship walk away. Uh, Michigan don't really appear to be all that interested in dabbling in the NIL space. So how many schools are really committed at the highest level to win? Nebraska is one of them. And that, to me, is why it's a great job. So a couple things. One, obviously, it's been a million years. But people have won at Nebraska. Two, they're all in. I mean, first of all, literally anything you need. Facilities. They're building a new practice facility. And they, they just built one 10 years ago. New practice facility. Assistant pool. I mean, they let Scott Frost stay. And literally, he fired half of his staff. And you just pay him out and bring in a new staff. Um, I do think, and I've talked about this a lot. First of all, the other thing I would say about Nebraska, too, and I think this is important. Expectations are really low there. So you go in there now. It's like, just get us to a bowl game and we're happy. And then we'll see where we are in year three, year four. But Scott Frost got five years to get to a bowl game and he couldn't even do that. So expectations are low. Resources are high. Best fan base in America, I believe, because they keep coming to the stadium even to watch bad football. Selling out games even when you lose to Georgia Southern. I do believe this job is really good. And here's the other thing, and I keep talking about it. In the NIL transfer portal world, I think this is one of the great jobs in the transfer portal era. And I certainly think it's better than even two, three, four years ago. Now, look, everybody's going to get transfers, right? 
everybody's going to get transferred. So that that's like, that's part of the deal. Like to say, there's no school in America that isn't going to hit the portal. But when you talk about those elite transfers, those guys that are at Alabama and AM and whoever, Georgia, whatever, that are really good, but just not quite good enough to get on the field at those schools, they're not going to transfer to Sam Houston State. They want to go to a place where they can still compete, where they can still get ready for the NFL. And I think Nebraska is going to be that school. I told you when Nebraska fired Scott Frost, not Skyred Scott, fired Scott Frost. I told you. I said, look, here's the deal with Nebraska. It's going to be a great transfer spot because they're going to give you every resource they need. And you're going to get NIL money, which we'll talk about in a second. But you look at this Nebraska roster this past offseason. I counted seven players who were either five or four-star recruits coming out of high school. And it just didn't work at their last place. They're all at Nebraska, and they're all thriving. Starting quarterback, Casey Thompson, former four-star, started his career at Texas. Uh, Trey Palmer, best wide receiver, started his career at LSU, former four-star. Marcus Washington, former four-star wide receiver, started his career at Texas. You go on and on down the list. They're going to get Kane Williams, a starting safety, started his career at Alabama, four- five-star. Now he's at Nebraska. They are going to get so many transfers, and I think as long as the new coach knows that, they're going to get really good players that Nebraska wouldn't be able to get otherwise. Finally, the NIL thing I do think is a real thing, and I just told you. Nebraska will do anything to support their players, including NIL. I told you the story a few weeks ago. DeColdis Crawford, they have a a freshman named DeColdis Crawford. He did a heating and cooling NIL deal. I don't know how much he got paid, but it's a nice chunk of change. It went viral. Nebraska is going to do anything. And so to me, when I look at these jobs, I do think Nebraska is the best. Now, if Auburn opens, that's a different conversation. If something weird happens somewhere else, if I don't know, you know, Ryan Day goes to the NFL or Jim Harbaugh goes back to the NFL, we'll reevaluate this conversation. But right now, I think Nebraska is the best because they're fully committed. Expectations are actually really low. I think you can win a fair amount of different ways there. And I just think in the NIL portal world, they are going to kill it. Really quickly, a few odds and ends before we get out of here. Uh, one, Paul Christ. Shout out, Paul Christ. So did you see this story? He had a $16 million buyout that would have been paid out over the next five years. Or he can get a lump sum of $11 million over the, last five, over the next five months. Paul Christ chose the, the latter, not the former. Paul Christ, the former Wisconsin coach, is going to get $11 million between now and February of 2023. To which I ask you guys and girls, by the way, if you tweet in any answers at me at Aaron underscore Torres, I'll use them on Wednesday's show. You get a check for $11 million by February. What are you doing? I can't even comprehend what I would do with $11 million. One, guys like in his late 50s, he never has to work again. Two, no disrespect, Wisconsin fans. I'd get the hell out of Wisconsin, go somewhere warm. I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably go sit on a beach in Cancun for probably the next six months and just drink cold drinks. For a nice long time. Shout out to Paul Christ. $11 million in a lump sum. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. I'd be in Cancun. That's just me. You guys and girls, tell me what you would do. You can tweet me at Aaron underscore Torres. Finally, you know, this was a story I saw over the weekend. I don't know that it's a standalone segment, but I think it's an important conversation. John Fanta, friend of the Aaron Torres pod. So he did an interview with Drew Timmy the star center at Gonzaga coming back for a senior year. If you remember, Drew Timmy was a star on their runner-up team in 2021, 
really good on the, the team last year that lost to Arkansas in the Sweet 16, decides at the deadline to come back in 2022 for 2023. And we'll start to ramp up our college hoops coverage. But he told John Fanta, he didn't give specifics, but he said that his parents and his agents did a lot of homework before he decided to come back. And they kind of came to the conclusion that he is going to make more money as a college basketball player, thanks to NIL, than he will as a professional. What I would say is he didn't give specifics. What he did say was he was looking at probably four to 500K if he was a late second round or undrafted player this year. But instead, he's going to come back to college and make more than that. Now, we don't know if that's 600K. We don't know if that's 2 million. We don't know if that's 5 million, 1.1 million, whatever. But it's a lot of money. And what I would say is this, listen, a couple things. One, I was a little bit of somebody that was sort of anti-NIL for those of you who have been listening to the show forever. And what I would say is I wasn't anti-NIL. I just knew it was going to become pay for play, which is exactly what it's become. But at the same time, I was also in favor of NIL because of exactly this. I do think it keeps those fringe college stars that aren't great pro prospects in college sports. And so college football, I don't know that we've really seen it yet. I'm sure there's going to be quarterbacks that decide to come back that are going to be making nice chunks of change. But in the basketball world, we're going to we're in for a really fun year in large part because NIL is paying these guys a lot of money. Uh, we're launching some college hoop stuff with Zach Kroll, who's been with me since last year. We were talking about North Carolina. He and I were on a call today. We were talking about North Carolina. Armando Baycott, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, they're probably not back here in college this year at North Carolina after making the Final Four nearly winning a national championship if it isn't for NIL. Uh, Oscar Shibwe, definitely not back in college. He's limited in how much money he can make from NIL because of his visa status as an international student, and they still say he's going to clear $2 million-plus in NIL money. Good for him. He deserves every penny. Hunter Dickinson, friend of the Aaron Torres pod. We had him last year making a lot of money. Drew Timmy, Trace Jackson Davis at Indiana. On and on and on and on and on. NIL, yes, I questioned it. For those of you who have listened to this show from the beginning, when it first came into place, I said, look, it's going to turn into pay for play. And maybe you don't, you know, the boosters that were given $100,000 that went to the softball team, now it's going to go to a five-star cornerback or a five-star safety or a five-star defensive end. And that's a world that we're all going to have to live in. But what I would also say is I, I thought that this was going to happen as well. And I am in favor of that. And I am happy. Uh, to see a guy like Drew Timmy make some good cash in college. He doesn't have to rush to the pros. Going to get his degree, I assume, and it's going to be really good. Whew. What a heck of a last segment for the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. I think it's time for me to get out of here. You know, before we do, I want to remind everybody, make sure you're subscribed. Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast questions at gmail.com. Thank you to our partners, Betfred Sports. If you live in the Denver area, two free VIP tailgate tickets to Thursday night's game, Indianapolis versus Denver, get me at Aaron underscore Torres. I'll get you set up with Betfred. Also, BracketFanatics.com. Make sure you make your week five picks. That is all for today's show. It is time for me to get out of here. Shout out to Torquay. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F-head. I'll be back on Wednesday, baby. New episode, Aaron Torres Sports Podcast.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.